Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Two things I'm going to touch right now, and I pray for everybody to have an open mind. Pray to God for the Spirit of God to minister to you. It has not been an easy week for me. It has not been an easy week for me. But thank God I'm alive, I'm here, and we can share it all together. First, let me ask a question, then I deal with the other one. You will go home very happy today, but that happiness is actually when, you, when, <laughs> when the Word of God is able to really carve something out of you that is painful, and you can cry and say, Abba, Father, I give up. Then... That is the joyous of joy. That's when you have the kingdom of God going on. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ told his apostles, I don't want to get into it. I've quoted this many times. He said, rejoice not that the devil is subject to you. Subject to you. Only you rejoice because you have made it. That's why he told us in Matthew 10, 22, he said what? He said, only those who endure to the end, that's the ones who will be saved. Before you rejoice, make sure you have gotten there. Okay, let me give you an example. People in a race. I'm running a race. And everybody's running a race. I get to the middle, I stop. Do I have a cause to rejoice? Because I'm not going to get that crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Who is the one who rejoices? The one who wins. At the the one who wins. Why is it very difficult for you to seek into the, the, heart, the, the ears of the world? The one who wins the rest is the one who will rejoice. So number one. I'm asking one question. That's a question that was asked. How about if the good I do kills me? That's a question last, last week. How about the good I do? If that good will kill me, I keep doing good, 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 good. How about if it kills me? But let me answer you this because I'm going to stay for about maybe 10 minutes. There is no way the good you do will kill you. Let's put it that way. Let's get it right. I'm answering that question. There is no way the good you do will kill you. Why? In Proverbs 11, 19, we, don't have, we have only one mic, right? Wow. Proverbs 11, 19 tells us what? As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Now, he who pursues evil pursues to his own death. So who, who pursues good? Pursues to what? Is that, that's a common logic. I've, I've concluded that, right? And that is why we're going to read something, right? And see what God is talking about. You say, I'm doing all the good and doing all the good and somebody's doing all the evil. What if that kills me? Let me tell you one thing. Until you get to a point where you know that you have arrived in the Lord, that you have passed from death to life. That anything that happens around here right now is nothing with your physical body. Listen to me. Anything that happens to your physical body right now is nothing. After all, Peter said it. He said, well, it's a time for me to leave this earthly tabernacle that I have and take the one that's more. In John 5.24, it tells us what? He said, all those in Christ, they have passed from death to life. If you actually in the spirit and born of God and you are with God, then you're not thinking about the physical death of this life. 
Because nobody can destroy you if you are with God. And that's why I say, if I'm with you, who can be against you? Now, let's read, let's just say, those who have done, done something good. And what Christ is talking about, their good can never kill you. Okay? Let's read Matthew 5. We can read it from 5 to 10. All of them covers goodness, doing good, and whatever happens to you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I don't know if there's any way. From that 5 and 10, the Lord was talking about people who suffer for righteousness. Who suffer for the good they do. And he tells you everything. The peacemaker who is there is always suffering. That one who is always making peace is the one who is always being hunted down. So people want to kill you, you are doing good. And it's bad. But he tells you there that no matter whatever happens, that those who are the real children of God, and there will be. And not only that, God has given us one promise that if any one of us will always remember that. Romans 8.28. He said, no matter whatever happens, no matter how this world goes, that all things will do what? Work together. Work together for good. For good. No matter how it is. For good. To those that love God. And how do you love God? By doing his will. There's only one way to fear God. Is to depart from evil. And that's why God warned us what? I, didn't, I think it's Matthew 10, 30, 39. Can you read that? He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. it is, I don't know. That's, that is so loaded. Who, who finds his life? Who wants to do it on his own? Who wants to do the way he likes it? Who does not want to listen to what God is saying? Who does not want to really do good, but wants to do it his own way? He said he shall surely lose it in the end. I don't know. There are so many there I can, I can just bring to you right now. Saying they shall lose it in the end. So there's no way your good will kill you. I want you to know that. Your good will always save you. And that's why the Bible says that, what? That love covers multitude of sins. Whatever it is that you're doing, that your pure heart is working on, it covers all multitude of sins. Therefore, I say it one more time, your good can never kill you. Now, there's one other thing I want you to understand right now. If God is with you, who can kill you? I don't know. If, maybe I can summarize in this one. If God is with you, so there's only one reason why we're afraid. What is it? Well, because we're not sure that God is with us. Listen to me right now. Do you know why we fear? Because of the unknown. What you don't know is what you fear. What I know, I'm not going to fear about it. The unknown. I don't know where I'm going. If anyone who knows where he's going, who is sure, I know that I'm, I'm with God, I'm going with him. Shall never fear. That is why he told us what? In First John, he said 4, 16 to 18. He tells you one thing. He says, this God is love. And you see, 
Perfect love will cast out any kind of fear. Perfect love. And who is not perfect in love? He said what? It's not perfect in God. And that's why we have problems. So what I'm saying is this. Your good cannot kill you. There is no way a good can kill you. Every time you do anything good, it's recorded by God. And he tells us one thing. Even in Galatians, what? 6, 7, he said what? Don't be deceived. Whatsoever a man sows, don't worry. He shall surely reap it. If he sows good, he's going to reap good. If he sows evil, he must reap evil. That is the word of God. And that's fair and just in every situation. So I'm not going to take that much time in that question. I think it's very clear. All I can, in fact, uh, Dr. James started it very well when he said we need to really. I mean, he gave a testimony about how he touched him. I don't even want to begin to give some testimony. People have been calling, even just on the phone, people call. Even from London, say this. And I tell them, this is the way. This is the method. Use it. And they tried it. It was unbelievable. At least if you anything, you free yourself from bondage. You free yourself from bondage. Any moment, any time you see any human being, you have any kind of bitterness towards. I'm telling you, your blood pressure goes up. I don't know if you have noticed it. The God doesn't tell you it's not good. In fact, your system will tell you this is not good. So, too good. That's why the Bible told us one thing. It said, whatever you do, well, let's read the Psalm 34, 12 to 14. Okay. Psalm 34, 12 to 14. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Let's, let's, let's leave the order and say, seek peace and do what? I don't even know if... I would. Let's think about it. What is pursuing something? That is, if I want to define it, I will, I will say what? If you, you're running after something without ever quitting. Seek peace and pursue it. Not even to look for it, but pursue it. No matter whatever it takes. He answered that question and said, your evil can never kill you. Keep that good. I mean, your good cannot kill you. Sorry. Keep that good and it will never kill you. Seek it and pursue it, no matter whatever it goes. And that leads us into like a spiritual reconciliation. People say, well, how am I going to go reconcile? But they tell you that, pursue it. Don't worry. You become that. But anyway, we're going to go into something now that is deep. And I want everybody to take a very good deep breath. I want everybody to. Because I told you that it's not been an easy week for me. It has not been. But I thank God who is always very merciful. Okay? I really thank God who is always very, very merciful. Anytime I come here and I tell you this is this situation, please take it to the bank. I don't know about, oh, this is, a, you know, the Lord says this. What's the Lord? How is a human being going to come and say the Lord said this when the Lord didn't say it? A human being that's on earth. Huh? It has gone to that point. But you see, the Lord God has no respect for any one of us. I want you to please get that now. 
has no respect for any one of us. And a lot of things has come up. A lot of messages have come up. And except, I know it's not everybody. But there's one thing I want everybody to understand. Do you know that when your brother or sister is having a problem, that you are having a problem? You say, yes, where's in the Bible? Whatever you answer, make sure you have it somewhere that is there. Rejoice with those who do what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember I told you that we're going to bring you here and keep you here a little time, all right? Now, what other thing? But even that is a dramatic one that happened. And I don't want to just get into it. In Joshua. Remember when Joshua was commanding the troop? Yes. And God told him and said, well, when you go to this place I'm sending you, I will be with you. I will overcome. I will win it for you. But whatever you do there, don't keep anything for yourself. Make sure that whatever I tell you, you do it. And then this one man went and took the gold he found and the beautiful garment he found and buried it. Remember? And he hid it somewhere. What is his name again? He can, he can. You know why I didn't remember the name? Because I don't like the man. <laughs> you see? He hid it. And do you know one thing? Can you remember how many Israelites that died? It was unbelievable in thousands for the sin of one man. Now, please, I don't know what I'm saying this, please. For the sin of one man. We're all running a race. We have not gotten there. We have not gotten there. We have not gotten there. Oh, Lord, please hear me. I have not even started. Help me. I really appreciate the reverend who called me from, from London. said, I, I ordered the book. I read all the book. I have been a reverend since 1972. But I finished reading the book and I dropped crying, saying I have not even started. I didn't even know I've even started at all. That is the kind of confession. That's the kind of spirit. That's the kind of heart that I see even in mommy when I talk about mommy. That's the kind of, except you have that heart. That's why Christ said that, except you are transformed and reformed and converted as a baby. A humble baby. You'll never get there. And then in Philippians 2, he, that was used to give us an example. Christ, the son of the living God, humbled himself unto death and was able to tell us one thing. He said, some of us who, if we came as Christ, we would have just said, well, you know, you know, I got it all. What can you do? But he told us once, he said, without my father, I can do nothing. I only hear what he tells me to do, and I do it. That's the humility passes all understanding. This is the son of the living God that was there. And even the father showed why he was the father. Even when he said, if this cup can pass away from me, the father, the father said, that's told about God. I have my purpose and mission. It must be accomplished. It's okay. It's going to be. For us that God had gathered here, let us all take a big breath and be very, very careful. I told you one day that one day I may not be around here. I warned the people in Nigeria before the many times. They, could, they didn't listen sometimes. You know what is actually going on? Even in my village right now, it's very sad. Can you believe what God said was, I was worried that my wife was the one who was teaching me. I said, I can't believe people from my village. People were coming from Portrakot, coming from Enugu, coming from all over, in the remote village. Somebody told them. But people in my own village, hardly, only about two. And I kept crying for them. I said, I just cannot believe this. For three good years. Three and a half years, I was there with those people. And we're going through a teaching. 
and I cannot begin to count to you now how many people that the Lord remove. I'm coming. Please make sure this will bring life to us. And Christ about Easter is all about life. People think that it is going to maybe jump and jump and say, hey, it's the reason, it's the reason. That's life. Life is the word of God that goes through it. He said, John 6 says what? He said, the word I speak to you is life and it's also spirit. Without that, no. It's not a clapping hand. It's not a few good things. That's not what, what God is all about. So, during that period of time, you could hardly get anybody from my village. People from far away took their position. Oh, where is that in the Bible? Didn't he say it? Even, didn't God say that? You see, even he said people come from all over and occupy the kingdom and the children of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob will all be cast away and last. You know why? Because so much is given to them. So much be showed to them. They were brought out of Egypt. Everything God has done it for them. And yet, they could not. There is nothing that God hates more than stubborn heart. Listen to me now. Please, everybody. There's nothing more than that. And now I'm just coming to what actually the message is all about. And then, you see, now that I have left, I'm over here. It has nothing to do with me. It was a fulfillment of exactly what God has been talking about. All true. The people that are so close, listen to me, the people that are so close, there is something in an Igbo, Igbo, this is tree they call odara. You know, it's some kind of fruit. You know? You know, it's some kind of fruit that falls, right? And people go very early in the morning, maybe about even three or four in the morning, seeking for it. Do you know that people who get their force? Do you know the people who get their force and get the, get the fruit? And get away from it first. People who live very far away. Now, please, please. I'm just telling you. That's why I told you one thing. Most of the accidents that happen. Be careful. Whenever you are driving. If you are coming out from Dallas. And you have a long way. Maybe three hours or three and a half hours. Be very careful when you start getting close to Houston. That's when the accident will happen. That's when you lose concentration. I have gotten there. It's too close now. Okay, I've got to, all of a sudden you lose that very excitement, that very zeal, that concentration you're supposed to have. And if you don't take time, you sleep. That's why God told us that if you think that now you have arrived and now you stand, you better be careful. The time has come to fall. Why am I saying this? The village right now, when I went to the, 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 for the better of my, my brother, only six, of, what, how long was I here? Maybe about barely one year. Or so, or less. I went there. And now the village is gathering and saying, please, when can you come and talk to us? We need this. We need for you to talk to us. I was already here, and I didn't have time. And that's how, you see, it wasn't, I'm not talking because it was me, but that's how the kingdom of God is. When you are thinking that you got it, and you're not paying attention, trouble comes. Now, let me tell you one thing. Here we are right now in this place. And what I'm saying for today is going to be over. It stops completely. And for the Lord to tell you and I, and I'm telling you right now, including myself, grow up. Otherwise, I will sweep the place. Grow up. Do you know how many times the Lord has admonished us? I don't even know. Every time I come, it's like, admonishment, admonishment, ad this, 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 this. But have we really been paying attention? about what God is talking about. He gets to a point where he just said, okay, if you don't want to. 
we must have reverence in the word of God. If you want to make it with anything about God, you must believe. And that belief means faith. Immovable. Now, I'm coming, please listen to me because for the past three weeks, and maybe that's how it came, for the past three weeks, a message or messages that have been so, I mean, I'm telling you, that can really make somebody completely what he wants to do in life. Spiritual forgiveness. We dealt with overcoming evil with good. And all that things about love. But each one of them has pointed to me. I didn't even know what, you know, the enemy crept in. It has nothing to do, I'm not talking about a human being now. Please, everybody listen to me carefully. And we have to be watchful about that. Especially those in the prayer team, always watchful, always keep praying that God will open our eyes that when anything is happening, we try to call upon the living God. Because it is not somebody, human being doing it, but spirit that is not of God coming in. Even as we are right now, everything may be going there, but all of a sudden, the spirit, the spirit that is doesn't work for God will come in and start turning upside down. For three sections we have had, all of them have been hijacked. I'm using the word. It was, I was told. All of them have been hijacked. All of them have been attacked by an evil spirit trying to turn the good message of God into debate and, you know, dispute. That eventually what ended it up at the end was the understanding about that very attack. Now listen to me carefully. You have a message and then I'll give you one example. Back home I was just talking about, I mean, it was, I didn't even know what that message was. It was people were crying. And these two young men walked in. I told you that before. And the Lord said, you see, look at them. There's a devil in them. I'm telling you. And I told the guy next to me, he said, see what the Lord is saying? Those two, they kept quiet. We finished. You know what they asked me? I, was talk I don't even know what I was talking about, whether it was something like we were born again. They said, by the way, our question is this. Because they came. That's the enemy has said, sent them to come and test you. But the person said, why did God allow Abraham to marry two wives? What have I got to do with what we are talking about? Now, everybody, please get it. I'm just saying, because this can happen to every single person that's all here, including myself. Question every voice that is asking you to, to ask a question or to comment. Whatever that does not edify God, whatever that does not deal with that issue that is there, is actually come to disrupt and to distract whatever we are doing. So that is why. You see, do you remember one thing? I, I just, that's why I told you it's going to be something that will get us going, at least for this Easter, because it's very important. We walk and walk. Remember, I gave a warning here. Who paid attention to that warning? I told that the Lord felt, oh boy, we are doing so, we are, we are now beginning to do very well, right? But what did I say after that? Be very, 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 very careful. It is the time when you think you are doing well, that's when the danger comes. That is when you have to. That is why your prayer every day is asking the Lord, Lord, as you do things in my life, please let me decrease every day. Whenever you do something, let me be the one then going down and down and down because God can pick me up from there. But the moment it goes into your head, oh, I know what I'm doing or whatever the situation is, then that's a problem. Do you know when we started the, this very Bible study? It's almost two years now. Almost two years now that I've been here with you. 
and the teachings that you have had here can never and will never be mine. It will never be mine. It is all the mysteries of the kingdom of God and the way he poured it onto us. Why? And I asked you this question. I said, how come God, of all the people that he chose you and I, to hear this message at this hour? How come? How come it's not in spring where I live? Where come where? Even, you know the, the pastor that's in every time. Come and start that in Kedi. I could have got anything. But we started it here. We started it with our own people. Giving us an opportunity. Now let us be very careful that we don't lose that. And we can't lose it. I just want to tell you, okay, let me, you, let's get this in right. You know, back home, the Bible, the, the, a prayer team started. Very powerful prayer team. Unbelievable. They call upon God. It's just like that. Ask Dr. James O'Craft. He would be there with him for three days. But it wasn't long when I told him, I said, no one thing. He said, yes. Sir. And the Lord said, tell them that among them here, I will sweep some of them off. I'm going to. Those people, before 4 o'clock, they will be running and coming to that place. Do you know what everybody thought? They thought there was one lady, two of them or three, that actually they thought that we're not strong at all. But do you know where the law started? From the head. And this woman is now walking all over. Mental. Mad. She was the leading singer. She was everything. In fact, when you think it just said, my goodness, everything will move. But you see, something happened. Bam. And then when it was one, I said, this is that happened. Don't do it this way. Handle it this way. How could somebody, let me give you that, what actually happened to that lady. Someone who is a mad person, listen to me, a mad man. The enemy sent a madman to come and slap him with a knife. Now, what I mean by a knife, that is a slap. When I say slap, that means he didn't cut, cut her, right? And cut off some, uh, what do you call it, pumpkin tree or whatever she had. And this woman was so angry. And the husband came to me and I told the husband. The husband was assisting me. I said, go run now, tell that woman. I said, remember all the teaching that has been going on. If someone who was crazy will see you, and didn't cut your neck. And will just struggle with the, with, the, with the knife. And you're angry. Are you crazy? Why don't you go into your room, lock yourself door and say, Lord, thank you so much that you love me so much. And I told the, the husband, I said, no one thing, the woman will not hear. I'm telling you. And bro, but when the, the, the guy went there and told the husband, the, I mean, the wife, the wife said, no, I don't want to know this about this church. This was a dickiness. A dickiness. One of the leaders. No, this church, church this, this, no, I don't want this one. I can't tolerate this man. How can you say you don't want to tolerate a madman? And then you know what? Lo and behold, she called her people. This is what happened to me. Against the wishes of the husband and advice. Two of his brothers came to beat a madman. Can you believe that? And why in the process of beating the madman? The madman fainted and died. Police. The whole village sacked the woman. And now, the woman now is walking all over. The devil on him, he will come to you now and say, praying, and tell you that this, this deity that is somewhere, somewhere in, in this place, and this and that, oh, they, they, that's what is wrong with you. The, completely God has just destroyed. And it wasn't long. The one, one of them was getting up and prophesying. He was prophesying, get up and prophesy, and prophesy. Then he told me something. I said, well, you don't want to, if you don't stop prophesying, if you know that God didn't tell you, please. If God told you, tell me. If he didn't tell you, beware. But otherwise, 
Let me tell you one thing. God didn't tell you. So whatever happens, to you, it wasn't long. That woman was swept up. So sick. The end of it. The two were removed. The people they thought they were the top were removed. So why am I saying this? When we started, did you know that when we started over at James, James O'Crafford's office, today, today is tough. Work. Today is tough. We're going to finish it. That many of us then would not even wait for Thursday to come. For those of you who started with us. In fact, they would leave everything they were doing. They would rush there. Everybody was competing to be the first to get there. Was that not true? But then what has happened? Because we've been here for quite a while, long time now. So it has become a familiar thing. Whatever you do, whatever you do, don't play with God and never take God for granted. Can you read Galatians 4, please? Let's read from 6. I want everybody, please, to carefully listen and we're going to, because we're going to pray and we'll continue praying. We're going to have fast. We're going to declare fasting. But God is going to have mercy on us, but I'm telling you right now, let everybody be careful. Four, six, four, six. And because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. But then, indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. Brethren, I urge you to become like me, for I became like you. You have not injured me at all. You know that because of physical infirmity, I preached the gospel to you at the first. And my trial, which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject, but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They zealously caught you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you, that you may be zealous for them. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I am present with you. If you have time, read all that. You will see... That's our experience so far. Please, uh, let's get all that right now. Whoever debates or argues, brings anything or questions anything about God, that happened about God, please listen to me, or what God had done in the past or did not do. That person likes what? A spiritual mind and a spiritual heart. That is why Ephesians 4.17 tells us what? It says what? Do not walk like the heathens walk in the vanity of what? Their mind. And in verse 23, it tells us that you should renew the spirit of your mind all the time. There is no spirit of God that questions God. Now, when I hear, give you the message, 
I am I have not I am talking about myself. Since the Lord has called me, I've never questioned what God has done. Because to me it's vanity. There's no point questioning that. Because whom are you questioning? A whom an almighty God. I'm not saying that you should not ask any question about something you don't understand. But I'm talking about challenges. Why did the God? Why should this or this and that? That needs to end according to the word of God right now I'm giving to you. And God is saying it. There's no point at all. Let me tell you one thing. Everything about your academic is dead when it comes to God. It's devoid of academic debate. I have never used it once. And that's just about it. You know why? Because once you do it, you are striving with your God. And no person criticizes it and gets free. Read me Isaiah, please. 45, 7 to 10. Isaiah, Isaiah 45, 7 to 10. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Rain down, you heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. Let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potshed strive with the potsheds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who formed it, What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hands? Woe to him who says to his father, What are you begetting? Or to the woman, What have you brought forth? Now listen to me carefully. What I am presenting to you is what I've been laid. I'm telling you, that's why I've had a rough week. But it's also God talking to his children. That means with love. He wants things that are in us. That's not pleasing to him. To live, whatever his situation may be. He's telling you right there, what to whom who struggles to make He's telling you, say, I create everything. I create evil. And I do with whatever I want to do with them. Are, are you, are you trying to, are you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. That's why I got to, let me tell you one thing. Except you have that immovable faith, you cannot serve God or worship him or please him. Your faith has to be so immovable, like a rock. This is where I stand with him. You either here or there. That's how God is. You see? Because the, the, the heart or the mind that questions God is the heart of an unbelief. That means there's something you're still not sure about. It's like somebody looking for signs. Anyone who's looking for signs and wonders and miracles is not born of God. Because, you see, if I'm born of God, if I have belief, he's not a believer. If I believe, I will not be looking for signs and wonders. Because I believe in something. That's one thing. Let me tell you one thing right now. The first step, one cannot question anything about God. Please listen to me that. I'm not saying questioning any teaching. Please question. Please question. Please question. How many times did I say it? Every spirit, every man or woman teaching you or preaching to you. Question what he's saying. Is it consistent with the word of God? But not to go and say, God shouldn't have done, done that. God should what have passed. I, look, from today, let's end, please. I told you this is not because of any particular person. But I only live to serve him and to preach, to teach whatever he had told me to do. It's not to offend anybody. But I would rather listen to the voice that tell me, this is what I want you to do. When you get there, than listen to the words of any human being. 
Are, are, you, are you with me on that right now? So it's a situation where that's what, because that's had unbelief. And unbelief questions something. But you may think you actually are in the Lord. But if you're in the Lord and still questioning him, you don't believe in him. Oh, no, no. I don't know if you understand this one. If I believe, if I believe in God and I'm still questioning God, have I believed? Okay. So that is one thing we need to get out of completely. You know why? Because he told us one thing. Those who love God, there's no other way to please him than through faith. Without faith, it's impossible to do what? To please God. You must have that faith that pastor understands. People that God dealt with, the main people that God dealt with were all immovable rocks. Look at what happened, for example, Abraham. Look at what happened, for example, Joseph. No matter whatever happened, even in slavery, 13 years, Joseph will not yield. Joseph will never, never open his mouth one day and say, this God, what's wrong with you? Do you remember what happened to the children of Israel because of the spirit of unbelief? Who warned us about that? Is it not Jude? No, Jude. Let's read Jude. Jude. You don't have any chapters other than one, five, right? Two, nine. Jude 1 5. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also, these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries, Yet, Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Thank you. You know why I'm saying that? This is for you and I. Please, please. I don't know how far I can repeat this. This is for you and I. Whatever you do. You know what actually happened because of time? They said, every, all the things that Job went through, Job didn't do what? Job never offended God with his what? His mouth. You know why? That mouth that opens up, that will offend God, is not circumcised yet. Because you know why? That's why when we went through, we talk about born again. We said there are four characteristics of being born again. Everything we have taught here, means so much, but you have to go back to them. A spiritual heart, a spiritual mind, a spiritual body, and what? A new spirit. You know, because then for the mind, the scripture tells us the first word, we don't have any carnal mind anymore. You don't think in the vanity of things. You think spiritually. And that is why it showed us what, in 1 Corinthians 2.16, he said, he said, we now have the mind of who? Christ. And I love 1 Corinthians that's that, that, that something he said. Who can question? You want to read that one for us? That is that's that's good. Let's do. Let's read two. Eleven down. Eleven down. 
First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Nor can he know them. The natural man cannot receive. Do you know one thing? Let me tell you what actually happens. The natural man, when you even you admonish me, you know what he does? He has you get angry. But every day I pray to God, I say, please admonish me. Because how would I know that I'm, I'm wrong? When God is actually present, he speaks to his children. When that is not working, his spirit is not there. I'm telling you right now. That's because he loves the person so much. Because you know why? A heart, out of the abundance of the heart, then the mouth speaks. Please understand what God is talking about. And that's why he told us one thing. That actually, the word of God is only for the poor in what? In spirit. It is not for the wise. I used to be one who thought it was wise before. My friend who is in Nigeria, I just up, used to be one of the people who told that he was the wisest. Why would you, everything must be argued. But you see, there's one thing about someone who does that. That the spirit of God in the mind is not there. Even when you are speaking about the word of God that can transform and turn people up. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to think about the negative aspect. What can I get there to argue? Please, let's all end. I'm just telling you right now. There are people like that. And that needs to go from the child of God. Everything about you is that that mind has to be set on things above. Where God is. And rather than worried about this, and the most important thing, I think we got that. I, I'm just trying to, let me, rather than worrying about this one or that one that happened that God allowed, God can do whatever he wants to do. He is God. He's not me. I can't do anything. But he can do whatever he wants to do. And he said, I do it because I am God. Do you have any question? You see? So whatever he does is for, for that. So right now, what we need to do is to make sure from now on. In fact, Peter even said it. Let's make sure that we don't get into... Do you know that last week, that eventually the question that we were going back and forth and talking about this and that, that out of the mouth of the baby, God perfected praise. Oh, what was what's the baby I'm talking about? Did you remember? I don't want to mention them. I guess I have to because if you don't understand what I'm talking about, out of the mouth of a baby, some of us have started here. I can point on what I've started since two years. But yet, out of the mouth of a baby, do you remember what happened in John 9? In John 9, the man that was born blind, God used him to teach those who have been seeing all their lives. That's how God is. 
That's why he took his call life. That's how God is. A man who had been born blind. And he turned to them and said, well, I don't care what you're talking about. You people think that this man is the devil or whatever he may be. But there's one thing I know, and that's all I'm going to talk about. Whereas I was blind, now I can see. That's all. And he started talking and giving him trouble. He said, oh, look at them. You people say you are the leaders of the, 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 the Pharisees and all the things. But I have never seen God doing all these things for somebody who is ungodly. And he said, you, you, you are born in sin. Get out of here. But God said, I made that man so, so I can use him for this very purpose. Can you believe God? God made somebody blind. You and I would think that is very, very unfair. But if you want to say very, very unfair, remember what he said. He said, well, you know, I formed Esau and Jacob, but yet I hate Esau. They were in their mother's womb. Can you believe that? And you, are you going to say, you're going to challenge God? In Romans 9, he said, who are you? Shouldn't I have mercy on whom I will have mercy upon? Is it not for me to do whatever I want to do with what belongs to me? Remember the parable of the vineyard? People worked for eight hours, and other ones worked for one hour, and when he paid in the same amount of money, somebody was completely said, so are you that evil that I'm paying with what is mine? Shouldn't I use what is mine to do what actually please me? Then you are the pot. Why are you complaining? Did I do anything wrong? Now, and that was a warning he gave us. I, I was talking about John. If you look at what John 21, he gave us that warning. And because of time, you know, Peter was there worrying about things that would never get somebody to the kingdom of God. That's why he told us for everything you want to worry about, forget about everything else and do what? Seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Get there before anything else. Peter was worried. Look at the man that left what the master told him to do. And, sat, and going, went back to fishing. And even he had mercy on him and called him and said, well, Peter, you love this fish more than myself. Then, you know, you, know, you, uh, you all know the story. But he got to a point where he told Peter, okay, Peter, you know, I, you, you, three times I've asked you, Peter, do you love me? You say you love me. And Peter was not very happy. But Peter shouldn't have been. Because remember, he betrayed him three times. He said, okay, I just want to know. But then follow me. Peter turned around and said, but what about that one who betrayed you? What would happen to him? And Christ said, what is your problem? Eh? If I want you to remain forever, does it consign you? He said, what? Just follow me. That is all. Follow me. Why am I saying? I'm saying that to you and I'm saying that to myself. And because just follow God. The way he said, Christ came here and told us, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man ever comes. So all I do is to follow that what God said we should do by his grace. And that's what I want everybody else to do. That's why God warned us about something. I'm going to close with it because of the meeting we have. I told you it's going to be a tough message. But again, that's the Easter message for you. Because that's the one who's going to keep you alive. You want me to tell you that Christ has risen? If you have not had that for how many years, that's your problem. Because it is of no consequence whether he has risen is whether we have risen with him. Are we with him? You see? That is the most important thing. So he warned us. And I was just talking about, let's, let's read because, let's try Romans 11. Read 18 to 22. Do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root 
but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said. Because of unbelief, they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. I don't know if there's anything I can just close with that. And that is why people, when they come to this place, they said, wow, this is a very hard message. Even every, the churches I go to, I don't know what is anything on that thing. Other than, Lord, what do you want me to say today? And if he said, sit down there or stand there and with you, that's the end of it. He will tell them. But that which is telling them will be the most important thing. Unless somebody doesn't want to, to just get it. He's telling you, say, he was talking about, Paul was discussing about the, the Jews that fell off and then the Gentiles came in. He said, whatever you do, don't think that you are comfortable now. That's a comfort zone. He said, if God will cast away the natural branch, I want everybody to understand this. And that goes back again. Let's, let's think about what he said about John the Baptist. He said, there is no one like this man that has ever been born by another woman, by any woman. But nevertheless, I tell you this, the least in the kingdom is greater than him. That means no matter whatever you and I are doing, let us all pause and have the Spirit of God to take over, to build us, so that in one word or other, nothing, God can look down from heaven and say, I can trust this my child. Like he did the, the, the devil. He said, did you, have you ever seen my servant Job? There is none like him. God was boasting about it. And that's what God wants from us. Not a word, not anything to doubt. It's like somebody quoting to me and said, well, he said, when anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I was sharing that with, uh, with uh, one of my, my, my friends. I said, you can call and call until kingdom come. You're not going to be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, how can he even told us there? He continued, said, But how can you call upon him? You don't what? You don't believe. I can shout, Lord, Lord. How many of us shout, Lord, Lord, everywhere? But and what is it to believe? It's to do his will. Because he said, Not everybody who said, Lord, Lord. Remember? But they forget that one. They will tell you, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord. But they forget that the Lord said, Not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter. But those who do the will of my Father. I my prayer, and I'm going to pray it right now. And another thing this is, let me tell you one other thing that's going on. That's the second one. That's quickly. And we, that's, that one, I don't think there's any blame. The Lord showed it, but we're going to do that. Those in the prayer team and most of us, there's something creeping in also. That's that spirit, sometimes of sleep. This happened back home. The moment the microphone would come up, I was a few of them, especially one lady. Boom! She would be on the ground sleeping. That was the end of it. Either because she's very tired from work, which you need to adjust. You need to adjust. If you come into the house of God for one hour, if you cannot tidy with God for one hour, it's difficult. Adjust that. Pray. We're going to pray. For any of us here, sometimes I've been talking and somebody's people are sleeping, that that spirit, that one will go. People need to be alert on the confidence of the God. And we pray for that lady and that was it. It went away. Because that can come in. But the first thing I've mentioned to you is very critical. Let's not allow any spirit of unbelief 
or confusion or distraction. From now on, any question after the message must be relevant, must be related to the message of that day. There are certain times, remember we normally have some, some days or a day when we have general, we come in and say we fast. And I'll fast. I say, Lord, there will be a question. Where will you be coming from? I will not know. You answer them. And we have done that. But once the message is finished, we ask questions. Let it be relevant to that very point only. If it is not, don't bring it. It's destructive. We don't need it at all. Any comment must be re re relevant to it also. Because that's why if you look at the word, even in God, uh, somebody jumps out and said, well, objection, my Lord. He said, what objection? He said, irrelevant. This thing we're talking about, the guy just beating around the bush and talking about something else. And he cannot walk here. And the judge said, what? Sustain. That's the end of it. Because you're not, you're really wasting our time and effort, and the enemy can come in that way. So I'm going to end right now. There's going to be prayers we need to have. And I don't know a day or two or whatever the Lord is going to order us to do. Anybody who wants to do it, he will do it. By this weekend, if he gives me the, how many days, one day or whatever, you do it. It can be you, it can be me. Pray that the enemy will not use you, one word or the other, or distract you. And that's why Christ was saying that these people, they hear, when he said, they don't hear me. He knows what he's talking about. They don't hear me. Only those who have God. Because what they mean by they don't hear me, they don't do what they hear. And with that needs to grow. We need people to grow. Right now, we should be having super people who have grown in the Lord. For the message we've been getting for about two years. So, the Lord is risen. And glory be to his name. Glory be to his name. But we must rise with him and be one with him. Then he can say to his father, say, Father, here. That's why I died. And that's why I'm rising. Let us not continue to be children day and night. I'm wondering about that. But let's now be the rock that the Lord can build upon. And may the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. We hope that this message has ministered to you in a very special way. It is available on CD. And to receive a copy and other CDs of the teachings of the Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, please call 713-484-5600 or visit our website at www.todayevangelicalministries.com Dot org. We invite you to join us to a non-denominational life fellowship where these teachings are presented. The fellowship meets from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. every Thursday. God bless you and see you there.